listening to episode 32, chapter one of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're talking with Father Albert Haas. Ordained a Franciscan priest in 1983, Albert Haas is a popular preacher, teacher, spiritual director, and guest on talk radio shows. A former missionary to mainland China for over 11 years, he is the award-winning author of 11 books on popular spirituality and the presenter on five best-selling DVDs. He is currently chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas. His book, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, offers a daily path to connecting with God and cultivating a life with Him in which we draw close, listen, and respond moment to moment. We love to talk about the everyday moments of life here at Daily Growth Discipleship. It's in these everyday moments, when you're driving to work, getting coffee, sitting in parent-teacher meetings, or trying to put your kids to bed, that God desires to shape you and transform you. It's tough, though, because we are naturally terrible at listening to God's voice in those moments because so many other things demand our attention. And when we do finally come around to time for God, we feel like we should always be further along in our journey. It's like picking up a book you haven't read in a while and having to go back and read a few pages just to remember what's actually happened to lead you to this point in your story. In this chapter, Father Albert offers a solution for these feelings. It's not about keeping your ears tuned to what God's doing in heaven, but rather keeping your ears to the ground, listening to what he's doing in the everyday moments of your life. Father Albert, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great being here, Josh and uh, Chris. Great being here. Yeah, very excited to talk with you today about your book, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, Spirituality for the Rest of Us. Um, It's been a fascinating read, and so I can't wait to talk to you a little bit more about it. Um, Something, though, that you just let us know before we started recording here was that um, you are the first Catholic priest to be published by IVP, who has been um, a big help in supplying us with uh, people and authors for the, for this podcast. And so you're, you're the first Catholic priest published by IVP, and you are the first Catholic we've talked to on the podcast. So, uh, well, so this I is just, really cool. So I feel just so special, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you are a true pioneer, sir. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, I thought a good place to to begin our conversation was just to start um, by asking, when did you first become interested in in studying or learning about uh, becoming a mystic? Oh, well, as I mentioned in the book, see, I I must have a broken personality, Chris, because as I mentioned in the book, early on at around the age of 10, when I first discovered the word mystic, I was intrigued. And then around the, I guess I was 13 or 14 years old when I made the commitment to spend an hour a day in prayer. And so it's been what? That's been 50, 51 years ago. So I'm a little bit odd. I'm a little (laughs) bit odd that way. Um, but but I've early early on I've I've had this kind of fascination and this this interest um, in the spiritual life in spiritual formation and how to grow in a deeper awareness of God's presence. Why did you write this book? Where where did where did this the inspiration for this come from? 
Well, you know, I've been writing around topics like this. I think this is my 11th book I've written, and I've been kind of writing around these different topics, but they all came together when I began to think and I began to realize that for too long, I thought that being a mystic meant that was only for the spiritual elites, you know, for the spiritual Marines, and that most of us could never even begin to think that we could become a mystic. And then it dawned on me, thanks to a spiritual director that I had, who really made it made me aware of the fact that the disciple's journey is the mystical journey because a disciple of Jesus is simply called to do what every mystic has done, namely to become aware, to become aware of God's presence in their life and then to respond to it. You know, the more I think about it, the more the more I, I work on my own spiritual disciplines and I think about the spiritual life, I come to discover, Josh and Chris, that, you know, there's nothing to get in the spiritual journey, nothing to get because we already have it. We simply need to become aware of what we already have, which is the presence of God in our lives. You know, remember, remember that wonderful scene of Paul. It's it's portrayed in the Acts of the Apostles when he's preaching at the Areopagus. And he says, in God, we live, we move, we have our very being. So there's nothing to get. We've already got it. We live in God. And so our challenge is to simply become aware of what we are already have, which is grace, God's grace at every moment of our life. And and that's what a mystic lives with. A mystic lives with that awareness. And it's the same is true for every disciple. Every disciple is called to live with the same awareness of God's presence in their life. I I didn't put it in a book, but I always love to tell people the great spiritual insight of spiritual formation, it is printed on every automobile. It's on the, the passenger side rear view mirror. It says in small letters there, objects and mirror are closer than they appear. Well, all you got to do is scratch out the word objects and put God. God is closer than God appears. And I think that's what, what, what being an ordinary mystic is. It simply is growing in that awareness that I am surrounded by the presence of God, that I live and move and have my being in God. That has got to be one of the best opening answers <laughs> we have ever heard. That is incredible. Cut, print, uh, let's publish yeah. the podcast right now and be done. You just answered like three questions I had all rolled up that I thought we were going to have to go through. So, no, that's very helpful because you, you help us understand what a mystic is for, like, what a mystic is, and why we should want to become a mystic. So I love that. we. It really sort of takes the pressure out of that word. That word gets a lot of um, a, a bad rap and we kind of some people can associate very negative connotations with it and your book has done a world of wonder for me i i would use i would have used mystic or mysticism in the past almost as a negative connotation but i love Which the I way think a lot of protestants especially in the midwest do yes i mean when you hear mysticism i think at least uh for the church that i grew up in it was connected to the new age movement mm-hmm and so it was mysticism had this real deep connection to um, energy flows in our lives and things and like Josh, that. Yeah. 
that's that same kind of prejudice towards the word is also found in my Roman Catholic tradition. You know, people get a little bit nervous when they when you begin to talk about mysticism because they begin to think, oh, you know, that's for people like Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross. And we're not like that. We're not interested. And, and when you begin to talk about mysticism, they say, oh, you're on a slippery slope right towards shaking hands with the devil. So it's yep. got kind of all this prejudice around it. And yet the reality is it is simply living with the awareness of what we already have. And the problem for all of us, and I include myself in this, the problem with all of us is we go through life as sleepwalkers. We're not living with awareness. We're not aware of God's grace at every turn and every moment of our lives. You know, I I briefly mentioned it in in the book. For a long time in my life, you know, one of the mistakes I made was I always thought that if I wanted to hear the voice of God in my life, I had to kind of walk around with my ears stuck up in the clouds. Because if I had my ears up in the clouds, I would hear that voice of God. But you know, now at age 64, I've come to realize you want to hear the voice of God? Keep your ears to the ground. Listen to your life because God speaks to us in the people who come into our lives, in the situations we find ourselves in, in our deepest feelings and in our most creative thoughts. My life is the megaphone through which God speaks to me. And sometimes God speaks to the world through my life. And so we need to kind of wake up from this life of sleepwalking and learn to live with greater awareness of God's presence. So that's really what I hope people get away, take away when they read the book. Yeah, for me, the studying mysticism a little bit more, and really having the, I've studied Greek before, and so I understand the word comes from the Greek word for mystery, and. Really, to me, it seems like it's not so much about this, it's not about the flows of energies and all of these weird things that we think we're trying to do to manipulate the world around us. It's about embracing the mystery of what God is doing in our lives, because at times we don't understand it, and yet we sense his presence with us in the everyday moments of life if we just embrace the mystery of it. You have hit the nail right on the head, and that's why mysticism is a mystery, because most of us don't believe that God really is interested and invested in my own life. And most of us don't believe that God is present to me right now, right here. And so that really is a mystery, because God is. And so that's why I say the disciple's journey is the mystical journey. Whether you began this episode skeptical about mysticism or intrigued, I hope our conversation with Father Albert has shown you that mysticism isn't something you should fear. Mysticism is about walking and living with God as a way of life. Here at Daily Growth Discipleship, we call it living a lifestyle of discipleship. God doesn't desire for us to become so spiritual that we float away into heaven. God wants us to live as disciples who embrace the mystery of his work in the here and now. So, like Father Albert instructed us, if you want to hear from God today, instead of trying to point your ears up, try putting them to the ground. 
Take a few moments throughout the day to pause and ask God what he is doing in the room around you and listen for how you can participate in what he wants to do. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Father Albert's work, check out albertohm.org. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation where Father Albert helps us understand the value of the present moment. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Oh,